Hey folks, it's your host Bobby here, just reminding you that Effin Cultured is indeed only intended for mature audiences and very not safe for work. Don't let the kids listen to this one. You've been warned. Soldiers, no poor sap ever won a war by dying for his country. He won it by being all that he can be. Damn the torpedoes or give me death. Eternal vigilance is the price of duty. And to the victors go the spoils. So remember, you are the best of the best of the few and the proud. So ask not what your country can do for you. Only regret that you have but one life to live. The war against the Gorgonites will be won. Something is rotten in the state of the internet. Tomatoes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fermented Fruit, a podcast within a podcast where we watch rotten movies and drink fermented drinks and decide whether the movie is, in fact, rotten or like a fine wine fermented. It's been a while since I've done that. I know I missed some words. Fuck it. I'm doing I'm shooting from the hip. We won't hold it against you, man. Okay. Well, thank you. Um. I don't remember which number this is. It's been a while. 30 something. 30? I don't know. Who cares? Tonight. 30, I think. Tonight, I am joined by Griff, Craig, and Dean. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. All right. We're going to party tonight. <laughs> you can tell. Tonight. <laughs> this could be real bad for me. For a couple different reasons. Yeah, I'm surprised you're drinking. I mean, I'm sipping. Let's okay, say good, I'm, I'm not drinking, drinking. Good. Because either my life, my wife goes into labor and I am booking out the door half in the bag. Or you'd sober up real fucking. Uh, that's yeah. true. I've also yeah. and and this is this is obviously not to brag at all, but I've done I got a Peloton and I've done an hour on the bike every night this past week. Nice. And I have not had a drink in two weeks. So this is like a remembrance of the first time we did this, and it could be <laughs> real bad. Craig's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't know why this time. We'll be like, yeah, I don't know exactly. if he's fucked up in the bathroom or if his wife is in labor. Yeah. It's, Hopefully it's, not or, or, or both. Yeah. <laughs> He's delivering oh. the baby in the bathroom. Oh. oh, it's fucking humid, man. Yeah, it's gross. Killing yeah. me. Um, all right. So tonight we went back and forth on what we were going to ferment this uh this time. Uh one, because it was kind of a last minute thing, even though we've been talking about it for two weeks, it just kind of didn't come together at all until a little bit ago and then you know i i gave griff a list of movies and you know we tend to either try to find like a thematic thing that'll work for the time of year so i was looking for like football movies because we have the draft coming up tomorrow um so on and so forth and we've said a long time ago like we try to find movies that we're going to at least have fun watching you know we don't necessarily need to yeah, my eyes are getting heavy. We don't necessarily <laughs> we don't <laughs> we don't necessarily need to uh 
<laughs> don't make me self-conscious about it uh we don't necessarily need to like the movies but we need to have a good time watching them so uh either that or we look for anniversary type movies things that are celebrating like a milestone anniversaries which makes no sense because it's not like we're gonna have this podcast for like 10 years and we gotta wait you know what i mean we might as well but anyway um i came across a movie that is celebrating its 25th year in existence small soldiers which is a 1998 film 98 uh killer year for movies um titanic uh along with many many others small which, soldiers <laughs> small soldiers those are the only two actually. yeah that's it that's all we got the only two movies that came out in 1998 <laughs> was it also indian in the cupboard that came out at the same time i feel oh like there God. was i think indian in the cupboard did come out i think yeah. it did anyway um i was listening to um <laughs> doom generation Oh my God. I was listening to Doom Generation, and this week they released an episode on The Faculty, which is also a 1998 movie. So I was like, it's fate, because we were kind of juggling some movies in the air, because we really wanted to do Robin Hood Men in Tights, which is celebrating 30 years this year. But all four of us would just be sucking Mel Brooks's 98-year-old penis um, while talking about how great that movie is, and we can't believe how rotten it is. That's just the way right. it is. Um, I know how that's going to go. There's no drama. There's no uh, we've all seen the movie like we, it's just, you know, we, we could have fun with it, but it's a little more fun to have a little intrigue. Uh, and especially when it's mixed with some nostalgia. So, Craig, you've seen this movie. I have. OK, when was the last time you've seen this movie? Oh, I've like, I don't know, 20 years ago, 96, a long time ago. It came out in 98, so that would be impressive. <laughs> uh, Dean, you've seen this movie. I remember seeing it in the movie theater. Yep. As do I. I remember seeing it in theaters. Middle school. Um, I think this was the first movie me and my cousins went to when they moved to Connecticut, but I may be wrong. Um, when's the last time you've seen this movie? Did I go quiet? Am I muted? No. Right. Dean, we, stop me. Dean, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I haven't finished. I, I said, yet? oh, I'm sorry. I said, I, when I saw the last time I saw it was when it came out. Oh, I, oh you wow. said you saw it in theaters, and then you, that that didn't insinuate that that was the only time you had sorry. seen it. Yeah, no, that was the only oh, time I saw okay. it. Okay. All right. Griff, you have not seen this movie. I have not seen this movie. I Are remember you, wanting yeah. to see it. Okay. Because it looked like it was something I'd be into, but I never actually did. All right. So we were, we were 13 when this, well, I was about to turn 13 technically when this movie came out. It came a week at week before my birthday. Um I saw this movie in the theater. So you wanted to see this movie. So you're aware of the premise of what this movie is. Yeah. Because it was pretty it was pretty heavily in the zeitgeist as I remember. I, I remember seeing I just used a word that I have no idea if that's the correct way to do or not. Um yeah, but it, it was all over TV, like Nickelodeon or whatever. If yeah. you're watching children's programming, Small Soldiers was 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 trailers you were watching on your programs. Yeah, like I like think I big... even had the like the little doll, like the the like safe doll, like the good doll, not the not the bad guys, not the commando, but the Gorgonite. Gorgonite. That's right. That's how there long I have not yep. seen that movie. <laughs> uh, don't. It's like, a, it's like an I'm... edge of your Toy Story, right? That's what we're dealing with. <laughs> um. So... Somewhat. 
not not necessarily. It's uh there's a whole military intelligence. Don't don't ship. don't blow it for him. I'm, don't I'm do it. Just, okay, well, you know, I was gonna read a spoilers. Okay, oh, you have to do it anyway. I was gonna yeah. read a read a synopsis. All right. Spoilers for a movie so, I'm about to watch in ten minutes. So here's the synopsis. <laughs> when teenager Alan, played by Gregory Smith, who is also in Hocus Pocus? No. Different kid? Mm-hmm. I'll look it up in a second. Um he played Alan Abernathy. Who what do we know him for? Hobo with Everwood a shotgun Patriot. is definitely not. Oh, the Patriot. Okay, that's what I know him for. He was the son, right? Yeah, he was the middle son, I think. I, he was the second one to die, I I think. I don't know. Who knows? He was also in Krippendorf's tribe. Which was a horrifying movie. <laughs> I I think. If I'm if that's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, who cares? All right. When uh when teenager Allen buys a set of commando elite action figures, he's unaware that they have been programmed with military technology. The toys, including leader Chip, voiced by Tommy Lee Jones, springs to life and starts taking their directives seriously, beginning by killing their enemies, the toy Gorgonites. But Archer, played by Frank Langella, and the Gorgonites won't go down without a fight. Allen gets caught in the middle of the war, as does his neighbor and crush, Christy, played by Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Oh, it's another two-hour movie. Why do I do this to us? All right. <laughs> um, so this movie has a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is a 45. That doesn't happen too often where the tomato meter and audience score are very very similar yeah um this movie's the voice cast in this movie is just insane it's like they found old dudes in hollywood that were still kicking around and they're like you guys want to voice some army dudes so we've got kirsten dunst we've got gregory smith uh, David Cross, I think, is uh, uh, some kind of uh, scientist in this movie. Mm-hmm. Jay Moore, who I used to love. Now I'm not 100% sure if he's one of those weird woke or broke guys. I don't know. Dennis Leary is in this movie. Uh, and then we've got... Uh, where are we here? Um, oh, my God. Where the fuck? Uh, Phil Hartman is in this movie. And all of the None of the freaking voice actors are on this list. Okay, so Dick Miller, who, if you saw a picture, you would know who he was. Ernest Borgnine plays Kip Callaghan. Frank Langella, Archer. Tommy Lee Jones, Chip Hazard. Bruce Dern is Link Static. Uh, who else are the old guys? Come on. I, I know there's more. I know there are more voice actors that I'm missing out on, but... I'm Christopher Guest and Michael McKean are in here. Christopher and Guest, Harry Michael Shear. McKean. Thank you. Thank yep. you. God damn it. I can't find like a full list. I have like oh, five whoa. tabs open. Good uh, thing we called Dean. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller and Christina Ricci are voices in here. Of the Barbie knockoffs. Yes. Yeah, the yes, Gwendy doll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. We have the Barbie tie in. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. The, the Barbie tie in uh. is also here. Didn't even think to. Yeah. So, all right uh let's see here we have the barbie and the oppenheimer that's true perfect we do have the world war ii guys in here small soldiers opens on july 10th 1998 some of you may remember that 
as in the middle of the World Cup in France. And by some of you, I mean none of you. (laughs) But it was important enough to list next to the weekend on boxofficemojo.com. The movie opened to $14,047,592. Worldwide, it made a total of $54,682,547. In the weekend it opened, it opened in third place, unfortunately, for Small Soldiers. It opened the same week as Lethal Weapon 4 and the week after Armageddon opened. So... It placed behind Armageddon. Lethal Weapon 4 came in first. Uh, Dr. Doolittle, starring Eddie Murphy, came in fourth. Mulan was in fifth. And Madeline was in sixth. Anything else fun? X-Files, seventh. Uh, no one else cares. Okay. Um, for the year, $54 million was good enough to put it in 39th place for 1998 putting it under such classics as Halloween H2O, U.S. Marshals starring Tommy Lee, Tommy Jones, Lee Jones, Blade, Lost in Space, The X-Files, As Good As It Gets, and then the top movie of the year, making $488 million in just 12 days, was Titanic. Armageddon was two, Saving Private Ryan three, There's Something About Mary four, and the water boy was number five this year. Holy shit. Adam Sandler's wow. been on top of the world for a very long time. <laughs> um, I feel like with that list of movies, we have watched a movie from 98. I just don't know which movie we watched. Um, uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. Maybe just from looking at uh, these lists for so long. Um, we're going over critics consensus. Small soldiers has plenty of visual razzle dazzle, but the rote story provi- proves disappointingly deficient in director Joe Dante's trademark anarch- anarchic spirit. Okay. Okay. We, we did. We watched can't hardly wait and urban legend. This is our third movie from 1998. At least I, I looked at Rick's sheet. That he sent sheet us after we, which, which has stopped after, I can't after 22. Remember. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we're missing a few, but this is at least number three from 98. Uh, let's see. Some reviews. This smells like a script slapped together around a toy product launch. Wow. It's, took you a long time to come up with that, huh? Right. Though it starts promisingly, the picture ends as a standoff between the affection Dante and company bring to the project and it's increasingly frenetic and tiresome emphasis on what special effects can make its little people do. That, was that written by AI? That was written by Kenneth Moran of the LA <laughs> Times. What a cunt. <laughs> fucking use that's, those big words there. That's, that's the snippet we're going to use for TikTok. <laughs> Small I know, soldier. I know okay. they're not talk. I know they're not talking about like little people, but it still sounds like they're it talking does, about little. It sounds people. wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Small soldiers joins Godzilla in another way. They compete now for the worst film of the year with Godzilla ahead, but not far enough to outdistance the horrid, the big hit. I will say, I'm not exactly 
my, my expectations are not high because Rotten Tomatoes has the you might also like section with every movie. Mm-hmm. And this one includes, among other things, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot with, with Sylvester Stallone and Estelle Getty. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, which obviously is the worst of the original trilogy. <laughs> and Speed 2 Cruise Control, mm-hmm. which currently sits at 4%. Yes. But also Three Musketeers starring Oliver Platt. Um, some good reviews just to try to balance it out. Uh, begins cynical and sleek and stays that way. And the subtext here is that militarism disguised as kids entertainment can backfire or open fire on you. That doesn't sound like a good review at all. Wildly entertaining. There we go. That's good. Hey, that's my guy. Uh, <laughs> for all its shortcomings, the end result is quite entertaining. Hey, all right. As absurd as this premise might seem, Small Soldiers works for two primary reasons. The visual effects are entirely convincing, and the script never takes its tongue out of its cheek. Okay, there we go. That's what we're talking about. I don't like how this wildly entertaining has ellipses before and after it. Like, the full sentence is, after watching this movie, I was wildly entertaining killing myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, three out of four. From what I remember from this movie, because I've I've seen it more recently than all of you. I'm fairly certain I sat down and randomly watched this movie about eight or nine years ago. I think I was definitely in this house Proud. in a recliner watching the movie. Proud of you. Um, But I just remember I remember like, how the fuck is this movie PG-13? It's inches away from feeling like a light R like it's right. It's like in that monster squad area where you're just sitting there like, how is this? What is going on? Like the toys are torturing people. This is, <laughs> this is, this is close to being a Chucky movie. Um, And I remember just loving the voice acting in this movie. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm incredibly excited. Uh the soldiers are credited as the original Dirty Dozen and the Gorgonites are credited as Spinal Tap in this movie. <laughs> um, and many of the character voices that do. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of fun, stupid quotes that the soldiers say that come directly out of military movies like from. So I'm really I'm I'm super excited to watch this, uh, whether we hate it or not. I am excited. Originally, Joe Dante wanted the cast of Predator to voice the Commando Elite. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Shane Black, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, Sonny Landham, and Bill Duke. I wonder what happened there. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we uh, we rented this movie. I actually bought it because it was only a dollar more. So the first purchase I've ever made on Amazon Prime for digital media is an H- HD version. Of small soldiers, <laughs> I instantly regret it. <laughs> nope, I'm not. Even I, Ernest Borgnine is my dude. Uh, ever since I think he was like 90, and he was on a talk show, and they asked him, they're like, "How do you stay so young?" And he goes, "Oh, I don't want to say it out loud." And they're like, "You can whisper it in my ear," like forgetting that he has a fucking microphone right on his shirt. And he leaned and he goes, "I masturbate a lot." And like ever since that moment, my Ernest Borgnine has been my dude, my dude. Love Ernest Borgnine. All right, uh, what are we drinking tonight, gentlemen? I'm gonna do Jack and Gingers. Okay, 
I'm G and T's. Vodka mules. Vodka mules are delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the dispensary for the first time, which I will save the details for next week's episode because it was it was fun. Uh, but on top of that, probably some kind of vodka soda, and we'll see where we go. I'm very interested to see where I will be when this movie is done. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll do most of the talking if I need to. Good. Griffle, Griffle, <laughs> Griffle lead us through the review of this movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, nostalgia. I'm, I'm excited. And this is my favorite kind of fermented because one of us hasn't seen the movie. So like you guys have, I have like a, a I wouldn't call it current, but more current. You guys have that nostalgic. I saw this movie 25 years ago thing and griff has never seen so we've got three cool standpoints of like experiencing this movie right now so we're gonna go drink perhaps have a gummy uh and watch this movie and we will be back shortly to let you know whether we think small soldiers is rotten or like a fine wine fermented we'll see you in a bit Oh no, that's a that's like open mouth for you to pee in it. Uh what uh uh oh we lost he, Craig. Wow, he, he clicked left on the meeting instead of got it. <laughs> he did. He totally did it. <laughs> oh, that made me dizzy. Whoa. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. I knew it! <laughs> Way to go, Craig. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Whoops. Uh, I knew it! <laughs> I did it. I love it. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Griff joked about it an hour ago, and here we are. Wait, no, two and a half hours ago. I forgot. <laughs> that movie was long. <laughs> Uh. All right, everybody, we're back. Oh, fuck, I need a shot. Yeah, you do. I literally just spit my drink back into my cup as I took a final (laughs) (laughs) I got to get a shot. It won't last. Griff, keep it going. I'll be right back. (laughs) Get the last, last little bit of it. Holy shit. Oh, It'll be a great backwash shot. Oh my god. I can't believe you hit the wrong fucking button. I love it. It was pretty good. <laughs> I was I like I hit it. I was like, oh my god, I hit the wrong button, but it's such a good way to leave. <laughs> Recording in progress. No, fuck you. <laughs> I'd stay for this shit. I didn't consent to be recorded. You're on a well, podcast. It was, it was because of my. It was. I was hoping it was like a drop the mic moment with my joke about the open mouth shock thing. He said he had to go pee. <laughs> that's why. Ah, uh, that's where I was at. <laughs> no, no. I liked I your little dance as you danced through the kitchen there. You like that. <laughs> I, I just hope you're doing another like five milligram. No, I didn't add that to my shot. I'm good. He I'm dissolved it and mixed it in with his drink. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to swallow uh, pink lemonade vodka. 
Oh, last my, actually time, swallow it this time? Yeah, last time it didn't go so well. It did not. <laughs> so I'm going to try to I'm going to try to make it. All right. Um, I forgot. But traditionally, we start with the final shot of the film. Gentlemen. Oh, God. Pitter patter. <sighs> that one was a lot easier to put. Down. Five. Four. <sighs> I'm just waiting. We're good. So acidic. Everybody kept it in this time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> everybody. Everybody, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't start it. All right. There they we are. are. We are. There not, they are. <laughs> we are not getting very far here tonight, Joe. I'm sorry. Ladies. It might. In my brain, I had a system of a down song going <laughs> and the I just oh, and yeah. then I realized I was only singing everybody, 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 everybody. <laughs> There's more lyrics than that. Everybody, 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 everybody. There everybody. you go. You know what song I was going yeah, for. Yeah. All right. We just watched Small Soldiers. 1998's um, classic tale. Um, I mean, we uh, we usually go in order, but who cares? I'm going to say something about this movie. Okay. The the fucking the special effects in this movie were rad. They were really good. They actually. were rad, man. Like even the yeah. the puppetry and the CGI, which bothers me because the CGI in this movie some of it was better than the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> fucking 25 years later, this shit looked great. Yeah, it said that it was a third puppets and two, uh, sorry, two thirds CGI. Yeah, I wrote then, down, yeah, wow, sense. this looks nowhere near as good as I remember. And <laughs> then a little bit later on, I was like, fuck, this looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will say the movie in general takes a little bit to get going. Yeah. But once it's going, it it's great. You know, it's weird. It's a banger. It it feels like three different movies. It feels like it feels like one writer wrote a movie about um, what if uh, Dances with Wolves was with toys. Uh-huh. Right. And then then they added another writer and th- that writer was like, hey, why don't why don't we make it kind of a comedy with this bumbling duo of scientists that accidentally put weapon grade munitions into toys. Oh, that's such a funny idea. And then it hits the drawing board again. And a third writer comes in and he's like, you know what we're missing? Sexual tension between two 15 year olds. (laughs) And one of them works at a toy store. What's the common theme? (laughs) Toys. Toys. (laughs) These all gotta be one movie. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's it. Because the intro feels like, I mean, it it sets up. It's a lot of exposition, right? Yeah. But it still feels like it just doesn't belong in the movie. It's like, do we need this 15 minutes of David Cross, Jay Moore, and Dennis Leary to, to tell us exactly what's going on? Or like... Well, and like, that's the thing. Is that like, yes, we do. But like, that's its own movie right. in the 90s. <laughs> That has nothing to do with these 15-year-olds in their toy store. Yeah, it it could have 
easily just been a one little shift in a detail on how the toys become what they are. And that whole side story of greedy CEO of a military grade, whatever Globotech that just bought a toy manufacturer, like all of that shit could have just been cutting room floor. Like, eh. Jay Moore plays a good uh, cocky dick, though, doesn't he? <laughs> he always cocky has. Yeah. Cocky <laughs> Big old cocky dick. Most dicks are cocky. You're right. <laughs> Just him going through the computer and being kind of like a bumbling, like, oh, military click. <laughs> okay, I... so, so state-of-the-art military interface, right? Yeah. Allows him to log into his account with somebody else's password. Yep. They made a point to say these are individual passwords. That of course Not was then compromised. Anymore. And they didn't change it. But he also didn't like log in with David Cross's ID. He was like Right. He, he just was logging in a password. Yeah. Couldn't find his password and then just put in David yep. Cross's password. Which was Gremlin. Gizmo. 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 Oh, Gizmo, sorry. Well, Gizmo. Which is a gremlin, you're right. But... Which is a gremlin's reference because the director also directed gremlins. Yeah, swing and a miss on this one. Right, 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 right. right. I don't know. <laughs> there are a lot of references in this movie to more than just military movies. Um. Okay. So, as I said before, they start in the toy factory. These two toy designers, Jay Moore and David Cross. David, David Cross. Cross, thank you. Um, they are both pitching the newest toys for this company to Dennis Leary. And it's their first time meeting Dennis Leary, who was the big CEO who just bought them out. And David Cross has this peaceful, indigenous, natural monster. You know that are at one with nature, and it's a learning toy. The kids are going to help children learn. They're going to help children learn. And Dennis Leary's like, "Did you say learn?" And they just shuts it down. And then Jay Moore whips his big dick out on the table, and he's like, "Hey, look at this GI Joe ripoff." And uh, Dennis Leary's like, "I want these fuckers to move," and he does. I mean. I don't know if it's every movie Dennis Leary is in. And if you are all a little younger than us, maybe you don't understand. But Dennis Leary's comedy is very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately for him, it was created by someone else and he just ripped it off. But whatever, Dennis, you do you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, in this movie and in Demolition Man. It's Demolition Man, right? Um, is that the one where Sylvester Stallone wakes up in the future? Isn't that Demolition Man? Yes, no, I, yes, it is. The other one I'm I thinking don't of is, know. It's not Judge Dredd. It's Demolition Man. Okay. Um, yeah. was I going yeah, with police that? officer brought out suspended animation. Yep. Oh, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary does his whole listing of uh, freedoms he wants in his comedy acts, and that was his whole shtick in the mid '90s. Like, you know what I want? I want to run down the road naked, rubbering nacho cheese on my nipples. And and somehow the writer of this movie 
got to he's like oh shit we're casting dennis leary all right i'm gonna i'm gonna make him write a list about all the things about commercials that annoy him it's like angry jerry seinfeld (laughs) (laughs) what's the deal with this instead of what's the deal um so they're they're tasked to make these toys real as real as possible and given three months and then the whole thing that Griff talked about, like uh, Jay Moore using a very crude version of a database of something of some sort. Of some I, sort. I love '90s computers and movies written by writers who have never used a computer. Right. This is how they work, right? <laughs> so they end up making all these massive, um, like the the most incredible 3D printer ever. 25 years yeah. ago it, it's like it's like a laser printer but for 3d printing yeah it's literally using lasers to print a a, a, a solid object yeah. it's pretty incredible which they do now but who would have thought 25 years ago that it was yeah, possible no 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 no, no, no these one. guys these guys who wrote the, wrote the movie um and then uh they 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 made i don't know i can't remember five hundred thousand. is that what he said i don't whatever and then all of a sudden that's the end of the intro of the movie we literally spent at least 15 minutes just with this whole backstory of how these toys were created because we had to know that there was a government munitions chip in the toy and then all of a sudden we get fast forwarded to kid in a toy shop I work Mm -hmm. in a toy shop and Who I'm is... a and I'm a troublemaker. Mm. Yeah, he's definitely slicker we than he forgot... puts on. Wait, hold on. We forgot about Miss Kegel. Oh, oh, Miss Kegel. <laughs> so they're talking about selling out to big companies, right? And then uh, Miss Kegel starts walking down the hallway, and Jay Moore does one of those. Well, it does have some benefits. perks. And I thought that like Pam Anderson was going to be walking down the hallway. Right. Okay, with... so I'm not. I wasn't alone in this because I was like, Miss Kegel is like a six <laughs> at best. Maybe. Dude, it's, Miss it's Kegel those, is old. It's those. It's those pointy, broad shoulder pads she was wearing in that oversized gray well, yeah. suit. It was. It was a different time. I'll give it. Holy shit! I was Ooh. waiting. Look for at later. this chick. She looks like a box. <laughs> I was yeah. waiting later for a scene of like the librarian thing where she pulls the hair down and like, right. you know, and she's, but it never when, happened. When they and then they dump her toys to life. <laughs> and then they double down on it later by putting her in a fucking military uniform. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just in case your boner isn't inside of you far enough. Let it, let us push it in a little bit more. There Holy was- shit. Does this woman play for the Detroit Lions? What the fuck? <laughs> Look at that wingspan. Whoa. Holy shit. Look at that flat ass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who fucking cares? Oh my God. But yeah, so I just, it's like Jay Moore, the way Jay Moore was like, ooh, sometimes we have its perks. And then the camera pans to her, and you're just like, what the f- what? I mean, maybe Jay Moore's used to getting threes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she's attractive when she's like trying to be sexy. Oh, yeah. Nothing course, about that design was sexy. No. 
no, no, no. Oh man, just oh. So anyway, so we, then we meet our protagonists, protagonist Alan, and it's like hinted a few times that he's in a new town and he had trouble with prior schools. He got kicked out of some schools. What a bitch! What a bitch! <laughs> also. When we first meet him, does he pedal his bike directly into the bike rack? Yeah. Yeah, he's a cool guy. That's a that's a slick move for a really awkward kid. It is slick. The the guy's got some game, but at the yeah. same time, I'm not mad he got killed first in the Patriot. You know, this this you know, <laughs> both truths can be fulfilling. Um I wrote like six notes and it doesn't matter. Oh, that chick's name was Mrs. Kegel, by the way. That was we all messaged ourselves and we were like, I'm sorry. Did they just fucking say Kegel? Is it? <laughs> and then. Oh, um, so, yeah. So uh, Alan is watching over his dad's toy shop. And we learned very quickly that dad likes weird, nonviolent toys like collectible like vintage toys yeah boring like the giant model ship that he has on his uh counter big old giant viking ship but you know he he doesn't want you know damaged in any way but he leaves it out in his vintage toy shop where children's hands can easily grasp at it you know freaking kids so then the, the delivery driver comes to the toy shop Joe. Joe. He's a good dude. I like Joe. I do. I like, like, Joe. <laughs> Joe is so woke for 98. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon we're all going to be owned by one big corporation. And then goodbye microbreweries. <laughs> Which I have never heard somebody so succinctly predict the future and not predict the future in one sentence. Right. Microbreweries are fucking everywhere, yeah, especially in Connecticut. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Well, corporations though. are dying. <laughs> We're all going to be owned by one corporation. Bye bye, microbreweries. I'm like, that's your concern. Have you heard of this Amazon? <laughs> They're selling books now. They made a Can brand new it? beer. It's called an IPA. <laughs> um, India Pale Ale. I don't. I don't drink it. <laughs> So Alan's eye is caught by a box that talks about, I don't know, the commandos or fucking Gorgonites or whatever. And he's like, hey, what are those? And Joe's like, let's look at them. So he's let's like, find out. Is, these, are, these packages aren't yours, but I'm going to put my job in jeopardy and open them to see. Uh, for the, the pre-computing days of retail, <laughs> where you could just lose some paperwork <laughs> and yep. everything is forgotten. Just pretend it fell off your truck. Okay. <laughs> just lose a sheet of paper over here. Hey, can I have a whole set and yeah. all the marketing? <laughs> so Alan, Alan talks him into uh, losing or misplacing a set of these characters. There's there's six and six. There's six Gorgonites and six Commandos. And then he's like, he gives them all the marketing. So not just like a set of toys. Every piece of marketing that was supposed to go to this giant toy shop Artwork cut out somewhere in in yeah. yeah and shelves that just happen to be the absolute precise size for all of the model boxes 
Which she doesn't have time to set up, if I recall correctly. I set the entire thing up in like 10 minutes. Time is very weird in this movie. I don't know that he even like stopped to do it before he left the store. Right. Yeah, because dad left his airplane dad ticket. Left his airplane yeah. ticket. Yeah. But we'll talk about this in a second. How fucking long was dad away? Did he even hop on the plane or what? Anyway. <laughs> um. So he uh he he turns the toys on. Uh, he takes an archer, which hey, is oh. Frank Langella, and he gets a major chip, whatever, Tommy Lee Jones, turns him on. He's like, ah, cool. And then all of a sudden, someone's in the shop. So he's like, okay. And he just walks away from the table. And it turns out to be 16-year-old Kirsten Dunst with her little brother. I wonder, is this, this must be after Jumanji, right? Yeah, it, it must be. 94? Right. Yeah, feels it has to be. Like first she was a vampire, then she was in a board game movie, and then she was fighting dolls. That's why that's why I said in the chat that she has experience cleaning up messes made by toys. I know that sounded more sexual than I meant it, but it was about Jumanji. Uh-huh. Jumanji was 95. <laughs> okay. It's a couple of years before. You, you you know it's funny when you think about like child actors, Kirsten Dunst never really pops into my head. You know what I mean? No. You got like Drew mm. Barrymore and uh whoever the uh Hannah Montana there. Miley um, Cyrus. Yeah, Miley Cyrus. Lindsay Lohan. Like those are those are child actors I think about, but her name never pops into my head. But she was really fucking good. Well, because all of them went through the shit. Like, you know, yeah. My, yeah. They all got in trouble or went through drugs or whatever. It, she didn't do anything. It's that either that or the fact that like she's our age. She's only got a year or two on us, which means That's we fair. grew up with her. So we never viewed her as a child. Like she was just one of us. And she's eighty two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, born in eighty. Yes. Born in eighty two. Sorry. Kirsten sorry. <laughs> Dunst is eighty two years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's been eighty two was... years. No, never mind. Um. Her annoying little brother finds the dolls and freaking major chip shoots him right between the eyes with his toy gun, which is like when you see the stuff that they're playing with later, you're like, that kid could have died. That kid should be dead. right? Oh, yeah, now. absolutely. A thousand percent. But it's like, yeah, OK, just go into my back room. That's fine. Yep. I'll, your sister can come back here, too. Why not? Yeah. And then uh, can come in the back room any day. Hey, come in the back door, young man. 15 year olds. I need the porn version of this movie where it's all living sex toys. That's it. <laughs> we need They're an electromagnetic like pussy. Um, that joke was terrible. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> you're so fucking stupid. But Listen, we're we're gonna get there later, but later on in the movie, when the the parents are roofied, literally yeah. roofied, uh-huh. I I didn't I didn't send it, but I thought very hard. Target neutralized, send in the dildos. So you're not <laughs> alone. <laughs> you are not alone, my friend. God, so uh, <sighs> so we have this whole scene with. Uh, Alan and Christy, and Alan's obviously into Christy. We have more this tired, exposition. We have this tired trope of the the protagonist meeting his his 
love interest and love interest has a slightly more attractive boyfriend and older and older so 17 yeah. maybe she only dates probably yeah, she, she only dates, dates older, older guys what a slut. there is this guy there is this guy she knows how to sleep she knows how to slip out of her bedroom with a ladder she dates yeah. older guys yeah she does okay kirsten <laughs> calm them um yeah and then uh we can't find the toys They've moved because the audience knows already they're starting shit. Um, then they're found. And then Archer stows away in the Allen's backpack. Right. Um, and he flies home to give dad his plane ticket. Right. And has a whole scene with mom about how it's possible for him to have a day where he doesn't screw something up. Yeah, I'm not always a screw-up mom. Which he says immediately after leaving his bike in the middle of his front lawn. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Like, it just seems irresponsible. Listen, it's better than in the middle of the driveway, which is where my son's friends leave their bikes. Okay. Okay, fine. (laughs) Fine. I'll I'll be the guy without kids who doesn't know where bikes go. Fine. Bikes go where they lie. Play it where it lies. <laughs> I just assume maybe like in the garage or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, Not out in your front town, lawn where yeah. anybody could fucking take it. I don't know. You're I don't right. have kids. You're Fuck right. Me. You're right. I think one of the things I wrote down was I can't remember that bazooka dude being so terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait. What, was that the guy who was voiced by Ernest Borgnine? Uh, no, Ernest Borgnine was the last one in the lineup. He was um, uh, not the communications guy. Oh, my God. That's going to drive me freaking crazy. Hold was on. He, the- he, he was Kip, 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 Kip Killigan was Ernest Borgnine. Brick Bazooka was George Kennedy, which if you saw him, you'd immediately recognize him. Because yeah. one, They're of, all dirty dozen one guys, the- like legitimately yeah. dirty yeah. dozen guys. He was from Naked Gun movies. He was like, I think he was the captain of Naked Gun. Because one of those soldiers has like a big wide smile and a little gap in his teeth. And I'm like, he looks like Ernest Borgnine. Right. Did they model it after him? What the <laughs> fuck? Oh, uh, yeah. I love Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, we find out that he finally finds out that Archer is like, um, aware. Like he's a, a lot, well, as alive as, a toy can be, I guess. But right? only after Archer gaslights him for a good like <laughs> yeah. twenty minutes. I'm gonna fake. I'm gonna fake for a little bit, just to make sure you're trustworthy. I know you saw me talk, but now I'm not going to respond <laughs> to you at all, as though I am inanimate. Um. Oh, another thing I picked up, which is I just didn't remember when I was younger, was. When they were doing like run like uh reconnaissance up in the thing, there's eggs on the ground. Yeah, and like you see the guy out of a nest. in the nest. That killed me. Right, I don't know he, why. I just never eggs out that. of a nest and then doesn't sit in the nest at all. Like I would assume he's <laughs> emptying the nest so he's yeah, still yeah. in it. I just, just never throwing them for that fun. Was younger. It's so good. <laughs> Fucking terrible people. How are we laughing? But yeah, you're you're right. Like 
the I never remember I didn't remember how creepy the commandos were. Like Major Chip is like your typical kind of gears of war big meathead crew top, mm. you know, a doll. The rest of them have like these crazy smiles. Nick Nitro's got a gum line that makes you want to go to the dentist at 11:45 at night. You you cannot tell me that Butch Meat Hook didn't get his name from his black toy dick. <laughs> uh, he was played by Jim, Jim Brown. I'm surprised the character didn't throw any of the Barbies out of a window off a balcony. <laughs> oh, oh, He's dead. Lord. You can make those jokes now. <laughs> hey, you know what? How progressive of this film to hire a black actor to voice a black toy. A black actor whose last name is Brown. Yes. They went the extra step. <laughs> right. But, you know, like there's so many complaints about non people of color no, voicing true. people of color in cartoons. Like, way to go. You got it right. You, 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 you represented you nailed it in 98. Good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're skipping. Who cares? Well, wait, we, cares? we we do have to address that after Alan learns that Archer is aware and they have that whole conversation and he goes to sleep. Archer spends some time on Encarta learning, about <laughs> learning the, the entirety of, the of U.S. history or yes. maybe world history, but it looks like most of the U.S. history just by clicking his mouse. All the good presidents. Yeah, he didn't type anything. He just stood. He just stood on the mouse. You can't do that in 2003. There was no fucking doing that <laughs> in 1998. Not even with Mind Maze. And Carta, baby, he was just clicking on the blue links. He was just like, hey, where does this hyperlink bring me? <laughs> the worst part is we all immediately went, oh, look, he's on the internet. And then went, oh, and Carta. Oh, and Carta. <laughs> it's not even the internet. <laughs> Oh, in Carta, there's a there's a bunch of thirty something, forty something year olds that just went. Did they just fucking say in Carta? <laughs> yes, yes. Core memory did. unlocked. Um, you know, it was running off a of CD-ROM. So <laughs> the the lookout toys, uh, the lookout toy sees that Archer is with Alan, and there, then starts like. The first like amazing action sequence of this movie, which is a freaking it's not really a chase, but, you know, there's a vehicle involved. And uh, the what is it? Bazooka Bill or whatever his name is, is trying to assassinate Archer on the back of the bicycle. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and they've always got these little knives and Alan oh, does so good. Alan doesn't uh, realize, but the dog on the street that's chasing the bike, <laughs> trying to, like, murder this doll in the back of the bike, he realizes. And it's a it's a really cool sequence. Uh, and he ends up getting run over and losing both of his legs. Right. And his arms yeah. fall off. I think it's just his legs and like his lower torso. Oh, OK. It's a it's a great sequence. I have one problem with it, and I didn't until later in the movie. So later in the movie, they analyze they look at um 
fucking Christie's mom's drink and they analyze it down to its ingredients right. and see it's a gin and tonic, but they don't know what a fucking dog is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. They're like, Gorgonite? Question mark? <laughs> no, that's a dog. Yeah, what the fuck is this? Thing? Yeah, they, they knew it was a canine, but not, but they thought it was a Gorgonite. Yeah. But they know what a gin and tonic is based on water, citrus, and alcohol. Well, Griff, they had been alive for a couple days by then. So. Oh, of course. They probably also went to Encarta and found out what a gin and tonic is. You're right. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Absolutely. It's like the movie Earth Girls are easy. They just learn everything by watching TV. Right. Of so course. The way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they go after Archer in Alan's house and uh make a mess of things for a bit is this do they go after archer before or after they find the other before because that's how they bait him in he thinks that he hears the other gorgonites yeah right um so then uh he gets saved right and that's when Alan calls the toy company to make a complaint. It must be. I don't remember for some reason. Well, he I goes back. This. Oh, he goes. We forgot. He goes back to the shop and it's wrecked. It's just completely destroyed. Right. We forgot and, about that little bit of, you know, the yeah, villain, and Christy the, helps him clean up and yep. then dad comes back. Yep. He's very upset, but he's got to go on this trip. Oh, right. That's what oh, we're wait, talking about He before. came back from the trip. Yeah. It was, it was like an eight hour trip. Where did he go? We don't yeah. even know. Did, that, do, that, do we know that needed went? a plane ticket? And then he flew back the day after, apparently, just in time to see the shop not wrecked because they cleaned it up in they time. Up but somehow thing. knew, but somehow knew that the boat was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Look at that boat it's messed up. I wish, um, I wish when he knocked the mast over, I wish the kid looked looked at him and went, "What did you do?" Like in Tommy <laughs> Boy. <laughs> what did you do? We also learn in that uh, in that scene where um, uh, David Cross and Jay Moore are listening to the message that we find out that um, the EMP could could kill the chip in the toys. Right. That's that's when and and the cutscenes to Jay Moore and David Cross are all like five minutes long. They're yes. not yeah. they're not brief scenes. It's no. not like I feel like there should be like an interlude, like in the old Batman movies. It's like, and then it's like, is this this where we go into the whole like white room with like the suits and stuff? Yeah, Yeah, that's when they find out about the electromagnetic pulse. I wrote down that the guy sneezed in a suit and it looked gross. (laughs) (laughs) Which which is interesting because the, the EMP is the real Chekhov's gun. Um, not yep. the fake Chekhov's gun that we got with the Oktoberfest That's right. that we, we never, never was never addressed again. Not, there must have been something that they planned at some point, and then it probably cost too much money. And they're like, you know what? We're going to keep all the carnage to this one street in these two houses. Or the town was like, no, that's our big thing. You can't take down our banner. True. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, the, the soldiers take a day leave and go have a bunch of beer. <laughs> But they couldn't do it because it, that would push it up to an R rating. That's right. a cutscene right yeah. there. Yeah, there's a cutscene where they're all fucking the Barbie dolls, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a buried cutscene where a Vietnamese Barbie doll's like me so horny, <laughs> sucky sucky. 
no. American GI. Oh $15. <laughs> oh, for you what'll with the glasses. That, what'll, get, what'll that get me? Anything you want. I need to uh, I need to see the whatever cut of this movie. The deleted scenes. <laughs> the Dante Re- cut. Release release the Dante cut. We know there's some sexy doll acting in this Hashtag movie. Release the Dante cut. This is the Dante cut. Don't you fucking lie to me. We know there are three <laughs> different writing parties of this movie. One writing party that wanted to make this a buddy cop movie. One writing party that really likes teenage romance. And then the guy who had the doll idea. <laughs> um, oh, Kirsten Dunst is on my uh, screen. Look at that. Oh, I got blurry. So they they realize that uh, with the first interaction with the commandos that the, not all the Gorgonites are gone. They're hiding. And the kid's like, ah, oh, shit, the dumpster. So they open up the dumpster and sure as shit, all the Gorgonites are just chilling in the garbage. The Gorgonites behind. are in the dumpster where they belong because they're trash and their peanut brain. Like maybe <laughs> they have low self-esteem because you're calling them peanut brain, you asshole. <laughs> How did they get out of their packaging quick enough to like avoid the commandos? The commandos, before they even decided to go after the Gorgonites, they're like, all right, guys, we need real weapons because this plastic shit's not going to work. Right. And then who woke up the Gorgonites? Did, did they say halt who goes there or like are they just programmed to be like mm, something's up? Maybe we should wake up now. Oh, the commandos are active. It's time to go hide. We're oh very good God. at hiding. Well, but oh didn't they God. they all got taken out of their boxes, right? Isn't that the whole point? Like the, the soldiers did attack them or no? I, or maybe I don't think so because they straight up just escaped. Well, if good they, for them. Well, but they, a win in this they movie. pieced a couple of them together to make like the Frankenstein one. So I think they well, did that was the one that was the one that they that they found in pieces in the store was oh, okay. the Frankenstein yeah. one. So they must he, have like he dumped them in the dumpster and then yeah. drove home with Archer. They must have like gotten to him first, and then the others woke up and were like, "Let's piece the fuck out." Yeah, <laughs> or it's this fucked up backstory where they draw straws and just throw him to the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Someone kicks him in the kneecap and just keeps running. <laughs> you don't have to be the you don't have to be the fastest just faster than the slowest oh one of us fell down you know it was the fucking spinny guy uh, insaniac oh, yeah. oh my god what a name <laughs> uh i want to i want to create a fake toy line for a movie <laughs> can can i do that please insaniac will be my uh reference point michael mckeon yeah, he played two of them. Yeah, Insaniac and Freakenstein. Yeah. Oh, all right. It go. was funny that you were we we had, I don't know if we mentioned this before or after, but that uh all of the soldiers were from um Dirty Dozen. Dirty Dozen and all of the Gorgonites were from Spinal Tap. 
just so I mean, good. You know what? You you did mention that before, and I wasn't sure what you meant by that, but now I get it. Having heard the movie, watched the movie, and understood who was doing what. Me I randomly reading a, a a crazy fact on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, where are we? I don't even. I mean, we're getting we're gearing up to get to the. So uh, the commandos end up going to. What's her face's house? Christy. Drugs her parents and then shaves and maims all of her Barbie, uh, whatever. I don't know what the doll's name is. It's not Barbie. Gwindy. All the Gwindy dolls she has in their box. And all of a sudden decides that they can create this lab where they can transmit what's in a microchip into what in a doll multiple dolls. okay but but first before that i'm pretty sure we have the scene where christy calls alan on her headset thing Dude, i literally put that down i said amazing hands-free device <laughs> and, and alan proves that he has that dog in him and does not give a fuck about <laughs> whatever yeah. his her boyfriend's name is i'm sorry yeah, you actually hate that guy i don't give a fuck yeah <laughs> i don't give a fuck what about superficially like what the fuck does that mean he's, Want a, some straight, of this dick? he's a straight baller he's got game for a nerd <laughs> which he's we know because of the bike he's thing. a troublemaker he's a troublemaker do we ever actually learn what happened yeah he said he called in a fire Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It was a yeah, bomb yeah. threat because he for for Parents Day or something. Yeah, that's right. And that's then right. okay, uh, we learned that kids in the town were spreading rumors to the point where like he had been kicked out of ten schools and he set fire to his school when it was just yeah. like a prank call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that uh, kids hit a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He's he's. He's finger blasted a lot of a lot of. Oh, oh, tapped. I thought you meant like his dad. I'm like his dad's kind of a nerd too. I don't think he would beat him. Oh, that's you right. Think he was, you think he was hit a lot? Maybe I don't know. Dad beat the shit out of Alan. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the lost. That's the fourth storyline that got lost on the chopper room floor. Yeah. It's like he, it's all happening in his imagination, and he's in a padded bad at room because of the abuse he endured when he was a child yeah dad flies out of bed rips off his nose trip and beats the fuck out of alan <laughs> with a cpap machine <laughs> uh, um this turns into a hostage situation so these barbie dolls beat the fuck out of uh Kirsten Dunst's boyfriend. Rapey McRaperson. Literally. And then they set him yeah. on fire. Like, and Which, it's like, like these commandos are nuts. Yeah. This is when shit starts going down. It's crazy. It is yeah, insane. Now, now here on elim- out, they have eliminated all pretense that they are not real, like thinking sentient toys. These, <laughs> these commandos we're doing some shit that's scarier than Chucky because there's more than one of them and they're that's using true. fucking projectiles. It's violent as shit. 
So Kirsten Dunst, he ends up going to it's basically like the anti Trojan horse. He he it's a fake decoy package that he puts out so he can buy time to get into the house. He gets Kirsten Dunst and he's running off with her. And then all of a sudden, every commando bursts out of the fucking garage, each with its own death machine on wheels. And we are now in chase number two of this movie. I have one thing to address before we get to this scene. And it's when he frees trimmer. No, it's when he frees Kirsten Dunst. And that scene where she fights them off with whatever thing she grabs. It's a baton. They could look like a golf club to me. They say they say it's a baton death march. That's a fucking World War II reference that is way too smart for the rest of this movie. (laughs) I was (laughs) I heard that and I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Did they just did that just happen? Did they just reference the baton death march? Yes. I think World War II is my favorite war. I think World War II is my favorite oh, yeah, that, war. That's like the best line in this movie. I did write that down. Yeah. <laughs> the hell I forgot I was... about that. Oh. Fucking Phil Hartman. Fantastic. Every line that he delivered was so good. And I think my fa- one of my favorite moments of this movie is when they throw the check in his face at the end. He's like, <laughs> you think you can just... And they give him a check and he goes, that'll do. And he just like, the face he makes. Perfect. That'll do. Um, and then, so yeah, we get to this chase, and that I literally wrote down that this second chase scene after they leave the garage is a better chase sequence than National Treasure ever had. <laughs> <laughs> that you know what? You're true. It's true. Accurate. Where's the lie? There's no lie. Um, yeah, they each so there's five of these fucking death machines. One of them has a hedge trimmer on it so you can't really call that one a death machine the the one with the chainsaw is scary and chips has like this hydraulic fucking uh washer shooter it's just like sh- which is blasting windows out i was wondering what that was shooting i couldn't really tell and, like thick ass washers like really thick and then um <clears throat> fucking alan my boy gets shot with six corn on the cob holders yeah, that was badass. <laughs> right up yeah. his leg. Like, are you? I'm like, that's what I texted. I was like, Jesus Christ! These, <laughs> he got, they got buzz saws, blades getting shot off the back of a truck. It's crazy. So this, this pursuit ensues on a moped as these five trucks link up like the fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> it's also badass. Fucking destructor here. Yeah. And they're they're hauling projectiles and flaming is insane. They were shooting flaming CDs at one point. I was How? I was watching what? this movie and I was like, this is a video game wet dream. Like did they must have made a video yeah, game out of this they movie. Did. <laughs> they did? Incredible. Yeah, they did. Um improvised weapons. Like, come on. I'm just upset that the lead Gorgonite's name was Archer, and we got to see him shoot one arrow. One, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Going back, they released four video games out of this movie. Jesus. Small Soldiers for PlayStation, Small Soldiers Squad Commander for PC, Small Soldiers for Game Boy, and Small Soldiers Globotech Design Lab for PC. 
Wow. I'm surprised. Global that... Tech Design Lab is just the login screen where you can put in Gizmo <laughs> and order Gizmo. whatever you want. Yes. <laughs> I actually did see somewhere that they made more on the merchandise for this movie than the actual movie. <laughs> I makes sense. That. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't come out with a sequel. I wonder how if they were ever any close to like making one. There was one in development in 2014 uh, they, wow that long, long after too long but when uh when fox bought disney it all got kind of canned oh sure. there you go yeah i i forgot it's fox. because disney already had the market on toy story <laughs> right <laughs> oh come on what a crossover that would have toy story. hella hella good crossover disney uh, if you're still listening to us we need this crossover i don't think woody and friends would do as well as the gorgonites did against the commandos toy story know, five the gorgonite rebellion. the gorgonites have developed jedi mind powers that's right we're crossing the streams all over the place at disney <laughs> buzz has to team up with zerg to take out the gorgonites Oh man. So uh Oh I'm sorry, it was gonna be called Toy Mageddon. Toy Mageddon, my Toy Mageddon. God. Just to be Missed a writer. opportunity. Yeah. Would have been fun. So we have this chase and uh one of the worst uh graphic moments is the jump that the moped makes. It's rough. It's it's almost like E.T. Like the way the way that thing lands, and then the the commandos all crash and burn and die horrible deaths. But somehow Chip escapes with just a scarred and and charred half of his face, and he ends up floating down river. And we're like, yay, we won! And they head home, and all of a sudden, both sets of parents are fighting each other. Your son kidnap my daughter and not to mention all of the damage that they did to my house and then and this, we, oh yeah. this was the point where i checked the time on the movie and was like how is there still half an hour left of this movie right it feels like i've been here for like two hours but also like it makes sense that there's more of the movie so we end up seeing chip wash up on the shore and seeing himself, a giant version of himself. It was a marketing balloon outside of a giant toy story. Convenient. Toy store. <laughs> Sorry, wrong vowel. And all of the toys are getting recalled because the guys who got the call or voicemail from Alan are now concerned that there could be some issues with the toys. But that doesn't stop chip from entering the truck that is just left with the entirety of the inventory holding a knife up to joe's ear neck ear area sure and tells him to drive to the neighborhood he's gonna activate all these goddamn commandos and he's gonna kill these motherfuckers and that is when David Cross and Jay Moore show up at Alan's house. Both parents are angry at each other. They don't believe the kids for saying the toys are alive. Then the toy company shows up and basically says, yeah, we fucked up. And that's when people start believing the kids. Too little too late, though, because backups have arrived. 
reinforcements, as they say in the military. Is that what they say? Yeah, that is what they say, usually. Oh, okay. Reinforcements. 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 And I, for a while, I didn't think we saw any Nick Nitros. And I'm like, what? They killed the only one that was, you know, in the entire truck. But then a few showed up. And then what proceeds is a good all out war, just 25 minute battle scene. Like so good. (laughs) It was solid. It really was. A lot of decent practical effects happening alongside the CGI of the, the soldiers moving around. Like it was it was good. Saving Private Ryan, man. It was insane. There was like just some boy's imagination went wild. Yes. On weapons that you could make from stuff you find at home. It was Axe Cop before Axe Cop. Saving Private Ryan was 1998 too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> they just they're just knocking them down, baby. The weapons are great. I mean, there's there's flaming tennis balls, and all of a sudden, Alan's mom grabs her racket, and we didn't have any exposition about her being a tennis player, but all of a sudden, she's a fucking pro. We did not tennis star. We did four. not need no, it. No, we didn't. It was just like, okay, mom's mom's rocking it. Okay. <laughs> nice forehand, honey. Just, yeah. <laughs> the little jibs in this fight scene, the little jokes that pop up, so good. There are there are moments of this movie where the writing you're just like, yes, and then yeah. there are moments where you're like, we did not need that at all. <laughs> None of that was important. So they they realize I don't remember what Chip says exactly, but something about killing all sixteen, and they're like, what do you mean sixteen? There's only five Gorgonites, and he and uh, Jay Moore's like, oh, nine people, five Gorg or whatever the number numbers were they realize that this is no longer uh we can give you these these good guy dolls and you'll leave us alone it is all out war against the humans so their whole plan is that they are going to connect the transformers on the top of the quote-unquote power pole oh god you fuckers who are writing this it's called a telephone pole no one calls it a power pole ever i don't care if there are no telephone lines attached to that telephone pole it's still a fucking telephone pole. The phrase power pole is not usually used outside of Dragon Ball. Or a strip club. I was going to say backdoor BBC number seven. Wow. Am I, am I that nerdy that everyone else thought of porn and I thought of anime? All right. Yep. It's cool. <laughs> totally went porn first. That's Gay cool. Porn. Let's move on. Power top. Yeah. <laughs> power pole. Power pole. Take my power pole. <laughs> I thought of skiing, Griff. Power pole extend. Okay, no, it's fine. <laughs> go, go, gadget, power pole. <laughs> skiing. <laughs> Kristen Dunst is skiing. I'm going to ski. I can do some so, so the plan is to connect the two Transformers and then override them using too much power to make them explode and create a... Uh, EMP, which will fry the chips in the heads of all of the toys because we heard that the only reason that the military doesn't use these is because they were not uh, 
defended against an EMP. So right. we knew 25 minutes into this movie that an EMP was going to be used at some points to destroy these toys. Ta-da! We just had to figure out how. But also, we didn't need to know at that point because David Cross just said it again when he came to the house. Right. Yeah, so ton of stuff going on and the kid needs to make this right. Alan's going to climb up the power pole. God damn it. And he's going to connect the transformers. And at the same time, Kirsten Dunst and Jay Moore and the other guy that I David Cross, they go over to Kirsten Dunst's house. That's a Dunst Dunst's Kirsten Dunst's Dunst's house. Uh, Phil Hartman's house because he has a whole bunch of electronics that we learned from the second we met this family. He haven't even has an electronic chainsaw that he tries using a plug in chainsaw. Um, They're going to turn. They're going to do something with the power box, which will then overload the transformers and blow everything up. Sure. Then we get a great rousing speech from Archer about how they're no longer going to be losers and they're no longer going to run away. They're going to fight. And all of a sudden, they come out and start kicking a whole bunch of ass. Um, there's there's also one part of the scene that I loved because it reminded me of another movie. So I think it's after... I think it's after Alan falls off the Transformer and there are a bunch of other commandos that like surround him. And then Kirsten Dunst comes out with the ride-on mower and starts oh, to run over all of them. So good. That reminds me a lot of Dead Alive. I was going to say, yeah. And with I'm the like, lawnmower. I, I don't care if that was intentional or not. I love it for that that connection. There's just there's so much angry, violent shit that happens in this movie. And it's just like, holy crap. I mean, I under, it's not an R-rated movie, right? But like. They're pushing PG-13. PG-13, yeah. yeah. People get stabbed and cut and, like, shot at. They're so violent. This movie is insanely violent. It doesn't let up. Um, All of the, uh, oh, no, all of the things are dead. Oh, my God, we did it. Yay, but where are the Gorgonites? Oh, they conveniently hid under Phil's. Uh, satellite, dish, satellite dish, which yeah. which blocked the EMP from hitting them, so all of them are alive. Yay! And then we get a kiss between Kirsten Dunst and Alan. Yeah, I wrote, now I wrote get it. Now, now I guess <laughs> she get it. She doesn't need him to be older than her. Right. Oh yeah. Well, get it. well, she <laughs> she didn't she didn't originally because she says when they were on the phone. Like, oh, I only date older guys, but there is this one guy that's clearly Alan. <laughs> I might be interested in your shit. Yeah. And then uh and then we have the the Lord of the Rings ending where they're gonna all <laughs> hop on a boat and go wait, that's ending number two, right? I think. Yeah. The yeah. boat ending. Um, maybe three. So they all hop on a boat and they say goodbye and they're going to try to go find Gorgon. Which... Oh, yeah. Is, is this is this movie an allegory for Christianity? Because <laughs> we, we got one scene of Alan trying to describe wind to Archer 
and saying just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And then that's the takeaway that we have <laughs> at the end of the movie yeah, with Archer. Well, yeah. They're going to find Gorgon, but Alan doesn't know if they'll find it. Right. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. It, are you fucking talking about God? What the fuck? Yep. We just yep. went through a you whole movie about war. <laughs> and now you're talking about... Okay, it fits. fine. It fits. <laughs> sure. I sure, love- okay. I love when they're in on a carta and they're trying to talk about Gorgon. And then he's like, what's outside this window? And he's like, trees, power poles. I'm like, stop saying power poles, you dickhead. <laughs> and he's like, and then what? And it just reminded me of dude, where's my car? Because it was like, and then. And, and then. And then. No, I done. And then when Alan's finally, it's like a toddler asking you, like, why? Why? Yeah. And you're like telling him this and this and this. <laughs> and he explains like a little further out. He's like, oh, then there's the ocean. Well, then there's the sky and space and then and then and then and then he goes, I don't know. And they all look at and then and nothing. Go, like, see, <laughs> we got you. It's over by the big ice wall that's at the edge of the circular planet. It's flat, but it's a disc. Yeah, the planet is flat. It's a right? circle. <laughs> that's where Gorgon is on the other side of the flat earth. Um, and then we end on a fucking Titanic joke, which is just like, <laughs> so good. I hope we don't find an iceberg. <laughs> I hope we don't run into an iceberg. <laughs> what was his name? Punch fist, smash fist. Uh, pu- uh yeah, smash fist. Smash fist. I, I was I was confused for a little because there was there was smash fist and there was punch it. Yeah, like which one is which? You have to uh, tell me. <laughs> Which one is which? And what was the rhino's name? He just showed up out of nowhere. He's like, there's I, a bigger guy? I think the rhino was Punch It for some reason. Okay. Harry Shear. And and Smash Fist was the guy with the rock for a fist. Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest to me. But it goes to 11. Um, and I didn't realize that the big 11. eyeball was Jim Cummings. Of, of Winnie all, the Pooh. Oh. Winnie <laughs> the Pooh, yes. Hey. Oh, Baba. All right. I mean, that's that's it. We got any other notes we want to get off our chest here? No. I love the Spice Girls thing. The music. Oh, yeah. Oh, really oh good. The music. This movie. I did see in uh, the Rotten Tomatoes page that Jimmy Page is credited for original music. And it must be the scene, the, the With Wendy the scene. Yeah. Because it's like a take on a Led Zeppelin song, but it's not quite uh, like a that was a Led Zeppelin song. song. Yeah, but it wasn't quite uh, like an album cut of a song. Oh, you think he kind of like finagled it a little bit? The vocals were still so. in there though. But it, it that didn't sound like Robert Plant though. No, I just can't I believe know. Led Zeppelin gave them credit or gave them permission. It's so funny. Like Spice Girls, I get it. I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. That's well that's that's the other reason I'm like, is that the thing that they credited Jimmy Page for? Because it must that, have. It, it, it is his guitar. Yeah. It didn't sound quite right though. Like it sounded like something that was recorded for the movie. When the See, Spice Girls came on communication breakdown by yeah. uh by Led Zeppelin, yeah. yeah. When the Spice Girls came out, my wife went, oh, okay, this movie's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing. So we, we had 
Tom Tom Morello flee Henry Rollins and Bone Thugs and Harmony covering war in this movie. Uh, oh, was that in the post credits? Was that yeah, the credit scene? Yeah. yeah. Another oh one God. bites the dust. The Small Soldiers remix with Wyclef Jean Praz free and cannabis. Uh, then we have communication breakdown and wannabe. Uh, Love is a battlefield. Pat Benatar uh, with Queen Latifah. Rock and roll. Gary Glitter, which we <laughs> that was before he got arrested. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Love removal machine. The cult. My city was gone. The pretenders surrender by cheap trick. Tom Soy by Rush. And then the original war. Uh, Edwin Starr. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Want to be by the Spice Girls. That was such huh. a good needle drop. So yeah. good. Um. So, yeah. Uh, random random cast note is that the Gwendy dolls were Sarah Michelle Geller and Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. Which I thought that was weird because we said that already. Did we say that? Dean, yes. I right. said Oops, it sorry. in the intro. All right, man. I'm tired, man. It's tomorrow. It's been, it's been a long Bobby, night. it yeah. is tomorrow right now. It is tomorrow. You're right. That final shot reset me, okay? <laughs> Hard reboot. I give up. Hard reboot. Uh, <laughs> all I'm right. We'll repeat mode now. So here we are. 49% rotten. It is. We're at the end of the podcast. We need to figure out. Do we think this movie deserves to be rotten or should it be fermented? So we will start with Dean. He's the guest of Goner tonight. Are you going to start with me? Come on, Dean. You going to go rotten or fermented? My nostalgia wants to be fermented because I remember seeing this movie. I thought it was cool back then because the effects were something neat. And it was toys before we knew toys could be cool in movies. Um, but I, I think it, I think it's rotten. Okay. All right. Uh, Craig, what do you say, bud? I fucking love this movie. (laughs) It's silly. It's great. I watched it a lot when I was younger. And the special effects were not terrible for 1998. Like, better than the Titanic sinking. Yes. They certainly held up. You go back and watch Titanic. James Cameron, you got nothing on small soldiers. All right. Oh, shit. Oof. All right, Fresh. one and one. Uh, Griffers, what do you say, man? I mean, all in all, it's an entertaining movie. And like like Craig said, the effects are not bad for 1998. I think a lot of them still hold up today. This is fresh, man. Yeah! Yeah, I'm let's a, go. It's not like amazing, but it's, no. it's, it's fun. I would give it like 60, 65, easy. I this movie got in its own way almost to its detriment, but there's enough good stuff in this film that I think that this movie should be fresh. Ugh, make me sound like an asshole now. No, you don't <laughs> sound like an asshole. Listen, I enjoy the movie. Listen, you're in the Monster Squad seat, buddy. That's where I was a couple months ago <laughs> when everyone else was like, fuck this movie. I'm like, how dare you? Oh, no, I still love this movie. movie. I just I don't know so if bad. it's fresh. I, I I'm I'm. I'm rocking in the 60s somewhere because if this movie wasn't as long as it is and they cut some of the fat, this move easily would have been 75. But because of how long it is and like just all of the cuts, it's like, okay, let's check back in with those goofy toy inventors. (laughs) Yeah, I 
I think the the premise is interesting enough that it leads to a nice like we get the the whole war scene out of that premise. Yeah. And I think that's that's worthy of I being love fresh. the smell of polyurethane in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. and it, it's it's like yeah. it's it's an interesting blend of parody but also its own thing. Yeah. They could have gone deeper in the parody too. There's a lot of military movies out there that they could have played off of. Yeah. I love the 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 Patton rip off when they had the the American puzzle. flag puzzle behind him and he was given the yeah. speech. It's like there's so much in this movie to to like really just appreciate. Um especially if you like more movies, you'll probably like it more than I did. Like you'll probably pick up on more than what right. I did. I only got the really like the ones that slapped me across the face, but I right. didn't even get the the one that you brought up the the baton, um, the baton death march, the yeah. baton death march. I didn't pick up that reference, but I love that you told me about it because that's amazing. Well, and his whole speech during that in front of the puzzle is just a whole bunch of bastardized quotes. Yeah, like he says, "Damn the torpedoes," or "Give me death." Like yep. that's two different, you know. It re- it's uh, very reminiscent of Animal House. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> When they fought the Nazis in Japan, or so, whatever he said, <laughs> and that like the the movie is a lot smarter than it lets on. Yes, I think. Yeah, yeah. and the voice act, it's just it's incredible that they got the voice actors that they got. It's yeah, it's a it's a fun watch. So that's uh three fermented, one rotten, but uh, we're it's definitely not a big stretch between the numbers. I think you know yeah. Dean is Dean's in the higher fifties. Griff and I are in the 60s. Craig sounds like he's a little higher than us. Um, but this movie's a fuck ton of fun, guys. So check it out. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on our socials and let us know if you have any uh, lovely memories of this. Uh, we had to rent the movie, so we all rented it from Amazon or YouTube. Um, I bought like, it because it was a dollar more. <laughs> like I don't regret paying to see it. Right. No, it was a fun watch. Not at all. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. Especially with a few drinks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, there you have it. Our fermented for the first time in a couple months and probably for the last time in a couple months. Um, Craig, uh, good luck, man. Thanks, man. Your wife's going to be great and uh, have fun introducing a new baby uh, to the folds. We're, we're, all, we're all super excited for you. New enjoy, baby. Enjoy that pull-out lounge chair at the hospital for a little while. He's no good at pulling out. Hey! What? That's why he's there in the first place. Uh-huh. Oh. I don't need to pull out, guys. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Look behind the... <laughs> we ain't hiding anything on this podcast. I just don't need to. It's great. <laughs> there it is. Greg's final moments. <laughs> Until he gets back from paternity leave. Um, Bye, Bobby. Right. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, for this week, I'm Bobby. I'm Griff. I'm Craig. I'm Dean. Have a good week and go f yourselves. Brother, 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 brother,
Ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-